You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. On this podcast, I love having conversations with people, real talk conversations. Most episodes, I am going into the journey of my guest's life, uh, not just their most recent accomplishments, but how they got to where they are, the twists, the turns, the ups, the downs, career changes, all of it. Today's guest is a past guest, Jackie Carr. She was episode 27 back in October of 2019 is when that episode went live. And this week, I'm back having a current life conversation with her. I've done a couple of these with Katie Horowitz, which I have absolutely loved. And I really, really enjoyed this one with Jackie. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. We're both, yeah, we're kind of like exhausted. <laughs> and so it feel like even more real <laughs> in what we were talking about and sharing. Jackie, at the time that we recorded this, had just taken like she'd been off social media for a couple months and that, and we learned about like what happened there, what stirred that, what was like for her. And she's just, yeah, she's in a place of figuring out what's next. And I just really loved this conversation. So listen, share, tag us, DM me, let me know what you're thinking. I'm at underscore Trisha Huffman. The podcast is at Claim It Podcast. You can find Jackie at Jackie Carr. If she's there, she may not be there right now. I mean, she's there. Her profile will be there. She just might not be super active there right now. Um, yeah, please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And if you leave a review, you can screenshot it and send it to me at podcast at yourjoyologist.com and I'll send you a little gift from my product line. Okay, I am so out of it right now. And you, we have already been somewhat talking before this, so you know that. But for the listeners out there, I'm out of it and it's cracking me up. <laughs> Because I have been so aware this week of I don't have much going on on purpose. It was like giving myself like a recovery week because my last round of book edits were due last week. But I had been thinking today, like, how do I do stuff? Like, how, 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 how as humans do we do so much? And like, just how you think of, you know, oh, you want something done, give it to the busiest person in the room. Like I do realize like when I have what I have a lot going on and then it's like, okay, and so this has to be done and this and blah, blah, blah. And okay. It's like, it, I feel like I manage my time better, obviously, because I only have set some amount of time for things. <laughs> and then this week, now that I like, and my book edits are in and my calendar is light, but of course I have like things, it would be nice to get done this week, Trisha. And yet yeah, just so funny that I am like, how, wait, how do I do things? How was I able to do all those things in previous weeks? And okay, and I'm not stressing about it. It's just a sort of like wonderment of how we do things as humans. <laughs> I feel that way. Like I've been doing a lot less this year. I would say this year, I've removed a lot from my calendar. And then some days I'm like, I don't have a lot to do. And I'm like bitching about it. I'm like, why am I complaining when there's like one call on my calendar where there used to be like seven? Wait, so you're saying you find yourself bitching because you don't have a lot to do or because your calendar, you only now have one call, but then you're like, oh, I have one call today. Like, oh, still. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, sort of like I'm not up for that. I get on Zoom again. Like, God, yeah. doing that today. I was like, oh, this Zoom. I'm like, Jackie, you have such a light calendar right now. Because I'm, I, as like you said, you've done it week by week. I'm a couple months in to doing less. I think there's this romance of humans doing less. It's trendy right now. And I'm really evaluating if I like it. Like I, I, I it's funny. I hope these podcasts come out at the same time. I did another podcast last week and I'm like, okay, I want to be doing less. That's who I want to be. And this week I'm like, oh, I need more. I think I need more. I don't like it. I don't like myself in this space. Um, yeah, my dad always said the quote of like, what is it? Idle hands or the devil, devil's hands is the, is the quote. And he's like, you've always done more with, you've always done better with more in your plate. And I was really trying to like counteract that. But 
I wonder, I just wonder if my personality, you know, you take all the tests. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a manifesting generator. I'm an Aquarian. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing less. I just don't know if that's my DNA, but I've tried it this year. So I know. And now I'm auditing to see how it feels. And it's a little, it's a little weird to be like, oh, should I add more? I haven't added more yet, but thinking about it. Yeah, I sort of work in cycles. Like the doing less thing for me, I was stoked when that became a thing. Uh, Or like, you know, Kate Northrup wrote a book called Do Less or whatever. Yeah, like she's a past podcast guest. And um, I was stoked about it because I am someone I feel like has always done a great job of like, cool, I will do a lot. And then so now I need to recover like allowing myself to have that space. And I think that that's from a part living with fibromyalgia and like having like these chronic pains. And I've known like part of it is too, like I have to do things that light me up and bring me joy. If I do things I don't hate or don't hate, if I do things I don't enjoy and I'm resentful, whatever, then I feel more emotions, which makes my pain more present. You know, like that was something I noticed when I was like 16 working at a Kirkland's in the mall that my best friend loved and she told me to get a job at and I hated it and I felt miserable every day. I was like able to feel my pain more because I was not happy in my surroundings. <laughs> well, that's a lot of fragrance from those candles you were breathing in. <laughs> and it's so like claustrophobic. I don't even know if Kirkland still exists. There's so much stuff in those. <laughs> I remember I loved going there over the holidays. There was one in my grandmother's mall and I was like, Oh, we're to Kirkland. They have all the Christmas decor, the welcome home signs, and like every scent you could imagine in a candle. Yeah, it wasn't for me, but like part of me felt like I should like it because my best friend loved working there. Anyway, so I've been able to tune into like, and so part of that too was like, I would do a lot. I mean, I worked jobs where I was working long ass days and like never getting days off and stuff. I mean, but it was me living my dream as a sound engineer and, you know, like whatever. So that, but then I also, yeah, would like let myself actually recover. Like when I finally got days off, or okay, the tour is over. So I'm going to like, you know, like, what's it like people call when they watch like an entire series of something in a day? Binge. I was a binge TV watcher before we had all these platforms. Like I didn't have a TV because I mostly was on tour and I would be like hacking like freetv.com and all these sketchy ass websites. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> When I would finish a tour and be like, what TV shows do people watch these days? Because I never had a home or a TV. Like, I couldn't watch, you know, like, didn't have DVD. No, there was nothing, whatever. So, like, (laughs) I was a binge winter from back in the day. But anyway, so I realized, like, the cyclical. And even now that I'm in control of my schedule and I have more time than ever because both my kids are in school all day for the first time since becoming a mom, then it is, like, you know, oh, balancing with I've been trying to figure out too, like, oh, how much do I like on my calendar and how much free time and this? And so, yeah, I sort of like give myself busier weeks and lighter weeks. And that's how I've realized. And I'm Aquarius too, BTW. I don't know about all the other things. I know I'm a projector. People have told me, I don't like take the quiz. It's more people being like, I need you to take this quiz so that you can tell me what you want. Oh, I love it all. I'm like, maybe this will give me the keys to life. Projectors, I have two projector daughters, so they need rest. Oh. Projectors need rest. Manifesting generators, I sure don't. So it is interesting. So that is interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, I for sure do. Yeah, like I'll be like, great. And I'm like, okay with the rest and not feeling shame for the rest or like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking a light week. So yeah, I work in like cycles like that. But I do know, yeah, and I feel like from talking to you before, I feel like like you're someone that more thrives on yeah, having like stuff more is on. less, if you will. More is less. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write that book, Kate. Kate Northrop. Let's see how we how we do. No, but I I am exploring that because I I did learn to rest the past two years. I have a great teacher who's like literally a rest coach. Like, how did that work? Yeah, like how did that work? Because I feel like I would see you mention. Some, well, you've been working with lots of different people. It looked like that. You, oh God, I love coaching. I'm yeah. a coach. I might as well have eighty other coaches. Oh yeah. I loved the rest coach. I actually did some of her Ayurvedic programming too. Um, she taught me how to like do a breast massage. I mean, I'm all into this world anyway. So she had to lay down for like 20 minutes during the day. You're not sleeping though. So you have to like be awake, like wakeful rest. 
And like and not like d- doing anything, I'm guessing. Or, like, no meditation. No, but not even like reading something or like no, no, just no. like laying. You got on. You got all these blankets on. Wow. You got these pillows beneath your knees. You know I'm a prop person. Anything that requires props, I'll probably join. Because I'm like, oh, you need an outfit? This is so fun. So I like that. But I really, I will say every time I did it, I enjoyed it. And that's the thing. Like I can rest for 20 minutes. I can lay down after you and I do this interview and have a good old time for 20, 20 minutes. But I, it's more of like what I'm talking about, like now with like one call per day or writing my book. Like there's a discipline that's missing for me right now. And I'm I'm not making myself wrong for it. It's more of like a learning of my personality and, and maybe I'm trying to, learn how to relate to introverts or projectors like, Oh, what's it like to want to do less? So I'm like exploring it as someone who's always curious about life and the way people live. But yeah, I, I even just yesterday I was like, Hmm, I don't know if this is enough for me. Like, and I know I, I have two children, a third on the way, which is like, I'm going to input chaos. So that's fun. And well, yeah, you're at an interesting point, Ben, where it's like, you know, things are actually like changing soon. Like there is going to be a baby here. And and like the third child, you have to like get a third row in your car. I'm like, I don't have that car. Right. Yeah, me neither. I do not. I still have my Prius and I'm. (laughs) I have a RAV4 and I love it. My little hybrid. So I have to figure that out. We've grown up. We'll grow out of our house. Right. All these. And I like it because this child will bring about a lot of change that we were already thinking about anyways. So it's kind of nice. Your, your hand is forced, so to speak, not in like a terrible way and like a giddy up. Right, like we knew we would probably need to move some point and we'd need a new car. So now we kind of have a date where that would be most yeah, ideal. <laughs> date. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, I'm a goal coach. I really love set dates and while I've really been exploring like the grace in goal setting. So I talk a lot about failure. I talk a lot about like feminine flow in goal setting and the cycles, like your cycles. I think you could use that in your goals practice, but I feel like I've gotten away from maybe some of the logistics and the grit that I like too. Like I've, I've gone too far to the other side. I understand that. Um, what was I going to say? Well, yeah, it's interesting too, where it's like, I've not ever really been somebody, you know how, like when you have your own business, people are like batch things like, okay, so you want to batch all your calls on one day and batch, whatever blog writing or batch making videos. And, and I've done that at different times. I realized I was like, remember I used to make a YouTube video every week. Wow. Oh my God, you did. And it was like when I had like an hour to work, like that was when I had like little kids and I barely had time again. It was like, I barely had time. So it was like, gotta go. Right. I like had these set goals though. Like I post videos on this day. I do this. And I like, you know, it was just like, great. You just do one and you don't have much like perfectionism or whatever. You know, it's just now I'm like, Oh wow. I, maybe I will make videos again. I, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like now I have more time and I'm like, make a video. Oh, that seems like it's going to take a I know. <laughs> I know that seems like a lot of work. Snapchat. Wait, what's no wait? Not Snapchats. What do we do now? TikTok. Then yeah, (laughs) right. Oh right. Yeah, maybe I'm not on it. People say I am on it. I do find it entertaining, but I forget. Like, oh right, Trisha, you can post on this platform. Like, I have an account, and again, so I recently was like, oh right, maybe I want to hold myself to a like post every day for a certain amount of times to get myself used to doing it. You know, like. But like, again, it's like, I have so much time now, so much more time than I ever did. And I'm like, I know, I know it's so much fun not to post, but it's like, I used to be like on point with all these things when I had like no time. So it's just cracking me up now. Like thinking back, like, right. Remember when I did that? Anyway, uh, I'm distracted by what I was saying again. It's great. People get to see a different side of you. (laughs) I will say, I don't know how old you are. Oh, I was but. talking about batching, right. How people would, yeah. Like oh, I yeah. Know, there were times when I was making those videos where I would, and when I'm saying I made those for like a year and a half or something straight, maybe more, I don't even know. 
maybe one or two times I made two or three videos at once. So like, no, I pretty much I haven't become. And yes, but I was thinking like, oh, if you're like, oh, a Zoom call, that's good. So oh, or like, that's too much to have one call when you used to have so many. It's like, oh, maybe you want to try to have one day a week, you do all your calls. But it's also like, we don't know. Like, yeah, it's like, I think you're in a great place of figuring out what works, but it's like, it also changes for our, you know, us too. It's not like, oh, I'm someone that does this. And who knows, life changes. And you're like, now maybe batching works good for me. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I think I have the this storyline. I'm approaching my 40s, like this next decade. And I think I have this idea of like, well, this wisdom will descend upon me and I will be a new person when I turn into that decade. I'm a couple, I'm like a couple of years away from it. But I turned 40 this year, by the way. Right. So did the wisdom descend upon you? What do you think right now? Can you understand what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm going to have to rewrite this story. This is where I'm headed. (laughs) No, no. I love it. I love it. And I I think that's what I'm disrupting right now. I was like, well, shit, I'm not 40 yet, Jackie. Like I keep, it's like saying I'm almost 40. I'm like, why don't I just say my actual age? So that's interesting. I'm like trying to be smarter with age. I'm like, look how wise I am. I'm almost I think 40. To, yeah, I'm almost 40. I'm trying to convince myself. And I think it's because I'm trying to like stay away from that number. Well, not me. I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. But I, that's the thing. I'm like, I've created this storyline because I think I'm just a little, I'm a little lost right now. And I don't want that to sound bad. I want to have like, you know, the confessional of like, I believe in getting lost to get found. I don't like being lost to call a spade a spade, but I'm just a little lost in the stratosphere of social media, the services I want to continue and not continue and how online I actually want to be. Like, uh, do I want to turn my own butter? Like these are questions I'm asking myself. And so it does feel like I'm creating a new map. And I think that's why I've, collapse that identity with a new decade, but that's not really serving me right now. That's funny. I love, uh, you know, like when, yeah, you're like in this new phase, like I love that. I think to me that sounds like so exciting. And I feel like I, yeah, I don't, I feel like I go through those phases often, (laughs) but I think it's great. And I think as a society, yeah, we like look down, like we've been taught like, Oh no, I don't, I'm not allowed to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want to do next, or I don't know what this, and I've had some of the most amazing times in my life from taking chunks of, I don't know time. Like, yeah, I just need to take some time off. And, but again, like that worked for me where being, I would be, go on tours and then finish the tour and know, like, I don't want to tour right now. So like, just have time off. Like that worked for me and how my career was set up where it's a little bit more challenging for people that like either have their own business or work a regular job. And then like, wait, so I just quit a job and I don't know what I'm doing next. Like, we're not allowed to do that. But like, y- yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's scary for sure. And I a lot of times didn't even have financial backing too. Like I would just get a 0% interest credit card and be like, I'll figure this out eventually and pay this off. And it always worked out. Yeah. And for some people that would create way too much stress. So I get where that's not even an option. Um, I think I've lived that way that like some people that's like a, it's like makes you feel a little alive because you're in choice. You know, you're making a choice. I love choice. It's one of my favorite words. And I do think that that you're spot on with like being able to allow yourself to be human in business right now. Like what if someone hears that I'm lost? Are they never going to hire me? Will they never have me speak? I'm not on Instagram right now. So brands are like, oh, fuck her. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. And yet it's just creating such an interesting portal of creativity of this question of what do I actually want to be doing when other people aren't telling me what I want to be doing. So it's quite nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Like my didn't even think about like, oh, yeah, would it be is yeah, what will people and like, possible clients or collaborators or think about if you're in the face words, I look at it as like, wow, I think that's like how I respect you. And how you must be, you know, like, even more real and honest about what your offerings are. Because that's to me, it's like, if you're in a place of I don't know right now, then like, you know, anything that you put out or anything that you choose to work with must be coming from a true place. Because, you know, like, that's how I see it. And like, I don't like I, 
if anything, the 40s have done, I've not given that much care. But of course, we all care what people think about us. We all care. We all care. So I'm not saying that. But like, I do think that that, you know, of course, with the 40s is the more so even of that. But actually, maybe not. Because even yeah, I have, I definitely have creeped in of like, oh, my gosh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then like have to wind myself down again. So I mean, but that's what other people say about being 40. <laughs> Less, you give less fucks, and I was like, I think that's true. And you're very new in it. You, you're a beginner. I feel like I'm, and this is something new too. Like giving less fucks about my body image, though. You know, whereas I have been in getting dressed, like I'm starting to buy new clothes for the first time. I basically feel like as a mother. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like where like I'm excited about them. Like I wasn't even like excited about clothes and the pandemic, of course, and whatever. And so I'm now like, oh, but, you know, so much of my life has been taken up by is this flattering on me? (laughs) So even if I like it, if it's not, then I can't wear it. And right now my motto has been like, fuck flattering, choose fun. So like if it feels good to me, it's like, oh, I have these leggings that are like a gold color. Um, they're not, you know, great for, you know, like making me my butt look smaller or not showing off cellulite or whatever, but I don't care because they bring me joy <laughs> and like stuff like that. So I'm like, I would say the forties is giving me more. And, and honestly, and that's even a bigger deal because I'm now currently single. So that's where I more could be like, hello, <laughs> is anybody yeah. interested in me? Like sort of being back a little bit in that market, even though I'm not like not joining any dating apps, BT dubs, but <laughs> I have considered, um, (laughs) but so, I mean, that is sort of a big thing where I am like, cause for me, I have my entire life felt like I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good looking enough. And so to be in a face of like, this is me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So that feels a big 40. Confidence is real sexy. And I think if you can wear your clothes and even wear your skin, like it looks different when you feel good in it, whether it's the gold leggings or you embrace your smile lines because it means you've laughed a lot, right? Like this language allows you choice again to say, oh, right. Like just because I'm not following the norm, which by the way, Aquarians never do. So I don't know why you were ever worried about that. I do know why because social society is real. But I think that the ability to be confident in what we wear is like, I'll be out. Oh man, I just love all this shit coming back from the nineties because bucket hats and butterfly clips and things that I wore. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's so cool. And I obviously like don't have a bucket hat anymore and will never butterfly clip it because those things were dangerous. I remember like something almost going into my brain from a butterfly clip because I had eight across the top. And so it's so fun because these, these young people own it. And I'm like, this is it. You own it. And when you own, you can tell who owns it and who doesn't. I didn't own the clothes I wore when I was younger either. Like, oh God, I would drool over Abercrombie and we didn't really shop there. And I bought two tank tops with my own babysitter money. Oh, I wore the death out of them. Every other week was the Abercrombie tank tops on rotation and a padded bra with like the space so the tank top would like dip into the padded bra opening space. So I just had very little ownership of that outfit because I was trying to fit in or look a certain way versus like what you're saying, just wear the gold leggings, which I definitely did. And I have now as I've gotten older, like I don't even need Halloween. I dress up every other day. So y'all enjoy your Halloween day because the other days I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Today I'm going to try being, you know, Suzanne Summers. It's fun. Yeah. And no, and that's what I felt even like the last, you know, time I was sort of like, oh yeah, last weekend I went to meet a friend for lunch and I was wearing like a summer dress with some black cowboy boots and a like short sweater. Cause it's like finally fall in LA, but the summer dress wasn't fitted. It was flowy. And then the dress was big too. So everything was big. And as it was someone, you know, like that's like, oh no, then it makes me look bigger. Right. Cause everything's baggy as someone who's not ever been stick thin. Like these are things again, that are in my head. You can't do this, Trisha. You can't do this. Like I'm getting like, like emotional, like, like how drilled in that is to me, like panic, like, oh my God, you're not allowed to do this. It's just so fucked up because like, right. My book is F the should's 
do the once, but like these are sort of ones that are so embedded in me that like, oh no, but you're going to look fatter than you are. Like, so you're not allowed to do that because, but what I felt was just like, yeah, but like, I love this outfit right now. And so it's like, my energy is different. And also it's like, it's, it's not even like, oh, dressing for other people. It's like me. It's just, again, these things are so embedded in me. But I was like, yeah, it's like my energy. And like, who cares if this is like technically flattering to my figure or not? Like, I feel like I'm like, again, I was like, I was choosing fun. So then it shifts my energy ar- about it. And so I think that is too with like, even your energy of like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. But like, instead of feeling like this is wrong, I'm not, so, I'm supposed to know this sort of like having confidence in like, yeah, I'm sort of in a, I'm figuring things out and we'll see. Like, you know, it's like our energy as to how, whether it's we're dressing or what we're saying or taking bits of, I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. And I think we made that statement so wrong for a long time, similar to pay, perhaps like a flowy dress you know, like you said, on a larger body, like, well, this is against the rules or, you know, whatever it is, white after Labor Day. I can't remember because Lord knows I never followed it, but my grandmother used to yell at me for it because I'd be like rocking it. And I was like, well, I don't really go by those rules. And I definitely feel like we, we get to keep doing that. And as we get older, at least I feel this way. I think the younger generations are doing a badass job of disrupting status quo's of getting rid of shoulds. I know social media is a whole nother conversation. So that's not really what I'm talking about, but it is because they're on there. And these, you know, Gen Z are owning body shape, acceptance across the board, wearing whatever you want. And And even me, I listen to them and I'm like, I'm learning from them. My teacher calls it intergenerational learning. And they're changing my mind about body image that's been ingrained in me from the 80s and 90s that only portrayed a certain body on the cover of the magazines. And so I just am so thrilled. And this is what actually, by the way, gives me a lot of hope for the future where a lot of people don't feel a lot of hope reading the news. I feel so much hope with these younger generations that care about the earth, that speak up, that stand out that's, you know, basically say like, this is where we're going. And my children definitely hold keys of knowledge for me that I'll never touch until they tell me. And that feels like hope in the most beautiful form I've ever seen. So I get stoked on all the disruptions taking place these days. I love that. So I wanted to ask, uh, yeah, what led to you taking like a break from Instagram? Yeah. So I took a break before the whistleblower. I What's the whistleblower? Oh. Whistleblower who's come out with all the documentation and irregulations that have been going down. So I was off Instagram for like two or three weeks before that, had pressed the delete button on Facebook because I didn't like myself on it. Right? Like, I didn't like myself as a parent when I was on Instagram. I was really confused to post my children or not. And I kept going back and forth. I don't love back and forth. I'd rather be an I don't know than going back and forth between a yes and a no. Okay. And so that was an indicator. And then, you know, Instagram kept changing their algorithms, which I could choose to learn, or I could just take a break from and be like, what do I actually want to be doing on here? And when I didn't want to do reels, I really felt almost shunned from Instagram. It was like, well, we're not going to put your shit out there. And what was a bit terrifying was, well, that's where I'd spent the last decade building of my business. And in the snap of a finger, they can determine who sees what. And I was like, oh shit. Like I haven't really pushed people to like a newsletter or a community that's curated. Like this is more of a, like a follow unfollow. And so I really had to take a step and say, what do I want to be, this is what I was talking about earlier. What do I want to be doing with my time? Where does my energy go? And what am I letting in? And Instagram also became a great place of education. I follow a lot of amazing activists, um, for the earth and black lives matter. And LGBTQ plus, I have these amazing people that are using that platform in the most powerful way that 
I could see it in a social impact, social benefit way. However, my question for myself was like, am I consuming without action? And that doesn't feel good either. Like, do I feel like I'm educating myself and what am I doing about it? And because I'm only on Instagram each day, spending so much time there versus being out in the world or going to a protest or going to a rally, I was like, oh, all right. Like I sit here and scroll very inactively and that felt off for me as well. So there were quite a few factors that just, and I, I also felt energy from so many clients in comparison. And I'm like, something's not feeling right here. And when something doesn't feel right, I need to take a breather to be able to like logistically step back and analyze. I thought it would only be two weeks, but I'm going on like two months and I have no desire to come back. So, you know, I might hire it out to a creative agency because it, my business is still very dependent on that platform at this point in time for me to just up and leave and go get the 0% credit card option, option. But I also, like, I wonder, kind of like our world right now, there's a lot of shitty things going on. It doesn't mean I'm just going to peace out. So on a platform that perhaps has toxic attributes, there are also amazing attributes. Can I get into that and stay in that lane is the question I'm asking. And as you know, staying curious, I don't have a ton of answers, nor am I starting like a social media detox challenge on Instagram or Facebook together. So we're not doing that. It, this is a, a really a personal experiment. I'm experimenting on my perception of the platforms versus letting the platforms experiment on me. Bringing you a brief interruption to tell you about my favorite skincare line, Blissoma. These products are next level. They are skincare products that are based on whole herb extracts, unrefined oils, and fresh juices. They are rich in antioxidants, bioavailable vitamins, essential fatty acids, and complex phytonutrients that are usually missing in most refined commercial skincare products. The, one of the products that I love the most is the Restore Omega Miracle Facial Oil. It's 10 plus oils cold pressed and unrefined from rare seeds. It's breathable yet rich conditioning for comfort during the day and the night. Uh, it also gives this clarifying and calming effect. I see with every single one of their products that I use, I see a difference in my skin immediately. I don't mean like after like a week of use. I mean immediately once I use it, it is mind blowing to me. I've never seen that in my skin using any other brand. And I have used lots of green beauty, high quality brands. And this is authentic green beauty. So, and I'm not the only one that loves this restore. It said that L Fanning on the Maleficent two set was using it regularly. Um, it seriously the best. But like I said, every product I've tried has been so great. You especially want to look into the restore line right now with winter, we can get a lot of dry skin. Um, check them out. And if you go to blissoma.com, I don't have a special code or anything, but right now, if you go on their website, I believe if you join their mailing list or their text list, you'll get a free gel cleanser, which is the cleanser that I use. Uh, go check them out, blissoma.com. And like, trust me, you will be thanking me. You will be thanking them. It's really high quality, clean ingredients. Go check them out and let's get back to the episode. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense too, just of how I've been talking earlier about that you're sort of in a, like figuring all sorts of things out than like not wanting in yeah, that like even the, oh, I don't know, do I pace my kids or not? Like sort of thing, like how that can come up. That reminded me to like, 
I don't know how many years ago now where I sort of shifted to where pretty much everything that I share is just typed words. Memes, yeah. <laughs> and then of my own. And then I did. And then I didn't feel the pressure of reels. I finally, I saw somebody else just doing, it was basically like, yeah, I used to make those YouTube videos and now like, oh, let me share a thought real quick. So that's how I've done reels. That feels natural to me. But yeah, I can't do on join something just because like I got to be doing this or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so back when I, the reason I mostly do words and it wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to have a curated feed where everything like looks a certain way. Like that actually bothers me about, like in some ways I'm like, I want to fuck up my feed. It looks like I'm trying to be too perfect. But the reason I do that is because back in the day I was having these things because especially when I first got known as like a joyologist, that involved, I taught yoga, I made food. And so people followed me for recipes and stuff too. And when I realized like, all of these different things could be part of my, you know, body image could be part of my thing, food stuff, nutrition, other areas of wellness could be part of my thing. But I've mostly always been more like excited about and passionate about like the mind stuff. And so I remember being like, I don't even know, like, yeah, should I post this smoothie that I'm eating? Yeah. Do I post my kids? Like, you know, it was sort of feeling like, I don't know what to post anymore. Do I post it all? Whatever. And I remember getting overwhelmed like that. And I was just sort of like, I'm just going to stick to like, what is my, you know, like intention here? Like, what do I want people to feel from following me or something? Like, I don't remember what the questions were, but it basically like, it ended up just being <laughs> this and that like, and that still feels great. Where, like I said, in some ways I sort of want to be like, Oh, like I want to share more in some ways, but then I just kind of like, again, cause then it brings up more questions and confusion. If I bring more stuff in, I mean, stories. Yeah. That's like, Oh, sometimes if I want to share a food that I like on stories, I cool can, but yeah. So, and yeah, the algorithm stuff, like I've never done any of the, like, you got to pay attention to this and do this and learn this and like all those things that again would probably really benefit <laughs> my business <laughs> and my accounts, you know, cause I even have one for my brand and my podcast to, for growth there. Um, but all that stuff overwhelms me. So I just put out what I want to put out and hopes it goes somewhere. And, <laughs> and, and that could be, again, that could be bad for my brand because I'm not reaching the audiences or whatever, but I just, I can't. Yeah, that's my way of dealing with like the not the stress of the al the algorithms and all that is just like I just pretend nothing exists and I still just post what feels good for me to post. Yeah, I think I wonder if there's like because your brand is your geologist on Instagram. Yeah, but my personal page is now my name, so I did take my name for the first time ever. So I'm underscore Trisha Huffman, and then I had and then my product line now is, is at your joyologist. So that used to be your joyologist shop. And my main account was your, was your joyologist, but that's sort of like when it changed it. Cause my, when I started Instagram, it was being Trisha and that's where it was like all sorts of things. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to make, you know, when I started sharing more of just my words, um, whatever. Oh, cause I would still put your joyologist logo on the back of things. And so anytime somebody would share my post, they would tag your joyologist was, was my product line. And I would be like, ah, but I felt weird putting my name on post. So I just put my brand name. So I eventually took your joyologist and that was like a big step of like, okay, I'm your joyologist. And then this past year I changed it. So I'm at underscore Trisha Huffman. And then the product line is back to your joyologist. And like, but that was even a big thing for me to put my name on my post. That felt awkward to me to put Trisha Huffman. Like these are Trisha Huffman's words. Well, and I think that it can get confusing when you look at your online persona versus your offline persona, your community persona, your family persona. I think for a while I was pretty authentic on Instagram. I think before it was more about like sharing beautiful photos and building community. Now I get on there and it's like a sales page every five words, which, Hey, like <laughs> I am not uh, shame in the game. I, I've sold a ton of shit and I have to stay on Instagram because it's still where so much of my business lies. However, I was like, Ooh, this is getting a little confusing as one of my girlfriends was like, Oh, when I took like a, I used to do like weekend breaks or I'll do a week break. I, I detox, I've been a detoxer for a while. And she's like, I don't know what you're doing. You're not on Instagram. I'm like, you're my friend text or call. I hope you don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. That is not the real world. 
And so that scared me. I look me. really like, I don't do anything if people only think that I post. Because most of the time when I go, when I do stuff, I forget to post because I'm so in the moment. I was like, so, so people think that like, <laughs> like Trisha never leaves her house, man. About once every six months, she sees friends and like. <laughs> She's been quarantining for seven years. <laughs> no, I know. And it was like, that's a thing. I think stories fucked me up like sharing stories and like, look at what I'm doing now. Look at what I'm doing now. I'm like, that's creepy. I don't like it. And I did meet a lot of people on Instagram. And I think in my younger years, I loved knowing a lot of people and having a huge community. And now that I'm older, I used to have this sweatshirt when I moved to Colorado that said here to make friends. It was from like, be a good human. I love that brand. Anyways, here to make friends. Cause I didn't have any friends when I moved here. So I'd wear my sweatshirt you know, energetically. And then I had to give that shit away. I had too many friends. I was like, I've gone too far. So I like gave this gal that moved to Colorado, this really cute pink sweatshirt. She wasn't making any friends. And my, my dance card was full. So I was like, here, try this sweatshirt. And it's interesting now. Like, I do think you get to a point where like, you can only handle so many friends, especially at the phase I'm at with the age of my kids. I know when they get a little older and when they're teens, like I'll need a life again. But right now I, I, I just, they are my life to a certain extent because they're so needy, which I love. I'm working on uh, maybe a little more free range parenting and not being so helicoptery. Um, but that's hard in this time with the news. So I'm figuring that out. But I think that was a huge community is a value of mine, like a core value, like something that matters deeply to me. And when that gets ruffled by an algorithm, a changing of an intention. You know, the pandemic has really changed how I do community. That's probably playing a little bit with my loss because I used to host so many events and be out in the world. I feel like I have to really go inward and evaluate like, yo, is this still aligned to you? And that was like, uh, there was a total out of alignment with Instagram. Yeah. I mean, even like I said, I was like laughing at like, oh yeah, if people think that like I only post, you know, my stories, whatever. But I do think again, that was another thing at a point where, you know, it is this energy of like, oh, I should be posting that I'm with these people and with these things. Cause then it'll look like, you know, look people, Trisha, you know, again, like it felt like this energy. And so whenever I feel that energy, then I'm like, what, like, what am I trying to prove? Like, am I trying, you know, like, you know, so as I'm saying, most of the times it sort of is like, oh, I really love that person. Whoops. I guess I could have taken a picture with them and posted it, but oh, well, what did I do instead? I really enjoyed my time with them. (laughs) You know, like I sometimes will have a, like a bit of a, like, oh, whoops, I could have posted about that. And then I'm like, well, why? What, what, like, (laughs) so then people be like, wow, that person, she has a good Look at all her joy. Would you look at all her joy? did something cool. Like, wow, she ate good food. It's like, why, wait, why do I feel like I should be posting these things? I know. And it's a slippery slope when you're looking at creating community. A lot of people have moved. So they're in new geographies. You you all can look for that sweatshirt I used to have and make some friends. And Instagram's a great place for that. And I'm wondering like, where else is it taking place? If anywhere you're in line at a cafe and everyone's on their phone I everyone's know. In the like no one's talking to anybody so you know even if I go old school and be like hello I'd have to be like hello I'm behind you and I want to be friends and creep everyone out and you know you got a mask on the whole thing so <laughs> it's, I get it it's a weird world right now so I get where Instagram became this like solution for a couple of years. And that's fine as a band-aid, but I'm ripping that band-aid off and I got to figure out I can stay on it and I can maintain or I can explore what it can be for me now. And then what's the and? Where's the and? Newsletter? Am I creating a sub stack? Am I going to continue my goals hikes? Like all these questions that come up and um, you know, that, that language of like community and community, like where are we coming together is a big ass question of mine, because I don't think it can only be online. And I'm, I'm going to say that till the end of time. Yeah. Your goals hikes. Are you, uh, was that something I'm guessing that got put on hold because of the pandemic? Are you now like considering bringing them back? Like, does it feel safe enough or now are you still even like, it's been so long that like, wait, do I enjoy that? 
Now, I did like four of them online. So I did like a virtual goals hike. I added like a layer of donation. So that was really cool. So we partnered with like a local foundation. So that was neat because we could have, you know, more than 12 people. We could raise some funds. I have brought the goals hikes back. So I have done a monthly goals hike since like August. They're back and they're still very popular. They fill up quite quickly. They're free. I never wanted a barrier to nature and and community building. Oh, have they always been free? They've always been free. Wow. The beginning of time, four or five years ago, since the inception of a goals hike. And I love them. And I've considered a goals hike training so other people can lead a goals hike in Massachusetts and Canada and Canmore, wherever they are. And yeah, that's where I'm looking at like the future of the hikes. Will I be leading them? Will other people take the reins? and lead them? Do they still light me up? Um, I'm in that deep question. The last one I led, I obviously had a great speaker. I bring in amazing, mostly women-owned businesses, but also I expand beyond that. And um, I love featuring people and molding communities together, but it's also limited right now with the pandemic. You can only bring sometimes 12 people. In a different county, you can bring 20 and exploring would I go further and build a permit? I don't, I don't think it's good for the earth for me to bring a hundred people out hiking and uh, mountain bikers would be so annoyed with me as sometimes I'm annoyed with them. Um, I love mountain bikers and I move over for y'all, but if I had a big ass group, it'd be terrible. So there are like, you know, things to consider and yeah, I just have to ask, like, is there something next for me? Like some people can do the same thing forever. I'm not really those people. I'm not those people either. Maybe that's us being Aquarians. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see. And that's like, you know, the interesting piece. People put you in this bubble. Like, well, that's her thing. She's the goal hike leader. I'm like, well, they don't exist anymore. Or they exist in different cities and someone else leads them here in Colorado because they can. Yeah. So what do you do? So with the time off Instagram, like, have you intentionally done like, or like you, I'm guessing you don't have the sort of like urge to grab your phone anymore that you may have, but like when that first came up or sort of like, have you intentionally been like, oh, okay. So did it make you do things differently? Like reach out to certain people or make plans or like you said, do any sort of actives and stuff, or has it just been like, great, this is something I'm taking off. Well, the first like couple weeks, the first week, your thumb is like still searching for it on your phone. You're like, what's wrong with me? And you can't find it. And it's really creepy. And you're like, wow, I had a problem. Like I had a problem. It's straight where I'd go. It just opens. Chris would be like, how'd you get on there? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just here. Sometimes I'll realize I'm like, why am I on Instagram? Because I went to check the time. And I I somehow like, it's like you picked up your phone for some reason. And then like, why am I here? Oh. How do I get here? I, mean, I don't even have notifications on. So it's not like someone liked your post. Go check yeah, it out. I don't have any of I've that. Never I have zero notifications. notifications. Yeah. So that was interesting. So that was kind of an adjustment of like, oh, what do I do? And so I did fill it. So I'd go to Facebook. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? I had no idea. I'm on Facebook. I'm like, okay, Jackie. So I got rid of Facebook and I never downloaded the app. So I'd be like on a desktop or on like my Chrome in my phone, www.facebook.com. And I was like, Oh my God, but this is what you do. Like as humans, we like fill voids. We do this. And so, okay. So I deleted Facebook. It's fun to watch my own demise, if you will. So then I'm reading the news. So then I got a little addicted to NPR. So I had to delete that app. I don't mind being on the news because it's such different perspectives and storylines. So that's interesting of like, okay, I do like reading the news. I'd love to read the paper if I still got the, ever got the paper, but obviously it's not happening. And now I am bringing back my blog. So I have been writing. So I've been filling that space with creative writing, which feels fun. The blog has like no theme of like set goals this way as I probably used to write, I burned down my old blog. I'm not keeping any of those up. And so I know, so it'll be all new and they're very short is where my writing is going. And they have, you know, an emotion, a burst and, and I probably will do like book reviews because that's fun for me. Like I love sharing books. Yeah. 
But other than that, like, you know, that's fun because I, I was thinking about launching a blog, but then I was like, well, I don't have time. And I'm like, oh, now I have time. So I've done that. And, and the other piece of it, like you said, is, is working less. And I've read more books. I've read more books, which some of those are like deeper dives into the content I was talking to you about that I'd scroll on Instagram like a quick consumption. Now I'm reading their full story, right? Like my next book is uh, Tarana Burke's Unbound. And I just finished Dopamine Nation by Anna Lem- Aunt Lemke. And then I did read Unapologetically Ambitious, which was like the first black woman CEO in tech. So I find I'm doing deeper dives. I do find um, I'm still navigating this less life of, of like, what do introverts do? Like I don't go out very much still. So I I can't say I'm like at rallies or things like that because. Well, it's also still. It's still. still COVID. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I live in a small town, so I'm kind of annoyed driving everywhere. So I'm just kind of staying put. And I'm like, what happens when Jackie Carr stands still? Because that's nothing that's, that's like an oxymoron. Jackie Carr stand still. Like, I think all my teachers said that to me was yeah, when I was young, like stand still. I'm like, I can't. And I did because I was a people pleaser, but I'm standing still. And I was kind of like receiving, I was also grieving this year. So that was helpful to like be in one place. <laughs> I'm and laughing, just, but I'm like, yes, I understand from grief. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah unfortunately, right? yes, grief, grief is a great helper of like, I also understand. Yeah. Like if that helped somehow got you to the, like, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? Like, cause yeah, it did. Yeah, I'm like, that's, you know, def- definitely can knock you for a, like, let's just be here and think about. Yeah. It's a knockout, right? Like grief knocks you out, but it also expands you. Like, I love that meme of the Mason jar. Like you have like the ball of grief and your, your, your Mason jar is really tight. And they say like, you don't overcome your grief. You actually expand around your grief. I felt that expansion. And um, I think with that, you know, you do change. You become a different level of yourself. I look back at pictures and I look back at stages I spoke on even two years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's a different person. Like what I was wearing and what I was saying. I was like, that's a different person. Okay, cool. I've changed. And what are the changes? Am I, the distractions of Instagram and Facebook and the news, they're distractions for the most part, unless you're very intentional, which I think you can be in the beginning, but the thing about those apps are they're made to keep you on. And by staying on, I was actually distracting myself perhaps from feeling what I was feeling or expanding to where I wanted to expand. So I think removing things off my calendar and off of literally my iPhone screen allowed me to recognize I might've been doing a lot of things I didn't like. I might've been becoming parts of myself that I didn't enjoy, speaking of joy. And I think that can be really jolting, right? Like it can be really daunting to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "Mm, I don't know if this is it, but you're in it. Are you stuck? Or are you going to change? And that's, I think, where I've been reflecting a lot, literally in the mirror, but also in my mind. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's when my father passed away and like that was the whole, you know, like shook everything up. Like I basically like quit my life <laughs> for you. And that's when I gave up the word should too. It was sort of this. And I was someone like, I thought I, I, I was living my dream life, you know, But also was like, oh, yeah, maybe I was over this or something. But like it really like made me evaluate everything. Yeah. I think you can have more than one dream life, too. Well, no, exactly. But I was just saying like, you know, I was, you know, we think like so often it's like, oh, no, it's like only these big like, oh, I want to make a big change just because you're not happy. And that really like, yeah, like there were a lot of areas I wasn't happy, but it's just easy to be like, oh, I'm living out my dream. So we're good. I'm we're traveling around the world and doing all these things. So everything's great. And it was like, yeah, it was, but I, I had already also known I had outgrown what I was doing, but like, I kept saying yes, because well, it was awesome. And it was my dream or stuff like that. But yeah, like it, my, that grief made me like, yeah, look at, relook at everything in my life. And that's when I ended up cutting the word shut out that made me look even deeper. <laughs> right. 
Right, right, right. Gave you new outfits, gave you new exploration in your calendar, the whole thing. Ah, well, I have loved talking with you. um, And I've loved the whole direction that it went in laughing about not knowing what I was talking about with you. And (laughs) it's on brand for my life right now. So it's great. It's on brand for my life right now. I've loved every I love it. That's why I like love. I'm just like, hi, do you want to record with me about I don't know what, but like, let's Let's do a show about nothing. I was like, okay. I love that show. (laughs) Right? I do. Yeah, exactly. But I also think it's like, again, like, I think it's good for people to hear people just being like, yeah. Yeah. We don't know. (laughs) I mean, we figured some things out. And then we don't, and then we don't know. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's life. always going to be the human experience. Some it's shit you life. know, some things you don't. Yeah. And I think, like, that's where I have felt the most, like, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Because <laughs> you can tell, I'm like, not surprisingly, uh, like, this release sort of. I'm like, it's not like, it's just, yeah, like, everything. There's not, like, some place that we're trying to get <laughs> Just life is always evolving and changing. And some days you might, yeah, be like, how do I talk to one person? And the other days you're like killing it and everything is good. It's just like, yeah, like just having more compassion for ourselves in life gen- in general. I love compassion. I think that's been my journey of my 30s. And I think hopefully I continue to navigate that balance of like compassion while also being adventurous and curious and sometimes gritty and resilient. You know, I think that's, you know, the balance of like what actually Anna Lemke in that dopamine nation book I mentioned talks about is like this balance of pleasure and pain. It's not always going to be easy and fun and happy. And actually our bodies don't operate that way. They actually have a balancing system with pleasure and pain at all times in your body. And I think I needed that language to be able to remember that pain and pleasure are both okay. Yeah. Not one or the other. Yeah. And I'm wrapping up, but yeah, that reminds me of even recently, again, I was reflecting on like, wow, I am so happy with the life choices that I've made and where I live and what my life looks like right now. But remembering like that, that meant making a lot of painful choices in the last couple of years and looking at where I wasn't happy or fulfilled, even in areas that it seemed like I was happy enough and fulfilled enough, I guess, you know. And so like, yeah, that also like diving into your pain and exploring that and making painful choices makes space for like pleasure and I was about to say bliss which reminded me of your former brand of rock your bliss of like yeah like <laughs> by diving by allowing the pain there's like so much more space for pit bliss <laughs> I said piss <laughs> let me no. really say that <laughs> this is bliss welcome to your party Oh man! By diving into the pain, there's so much more space for bliss. I think that's what I was trying to say. It's true. It's counterintuitive, but that shit is the truth. <laughs> All right. Well, sign off there. Thank you, Jackie. I love My you, Thanks and congratulations that. on baby number three. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very excited. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening to our real current life conversation. Um, And again, I'd love to hear from you what resonated with you. What is listening to these like current life conversations enjoyable for you? I'm enjoying having them. I still, I think maybe, you know, it's good to like when I have a first guest on to go more into their journey and then I can go back and have these sorts of conversations with people. So, um, yeah fun stuff. Again, DM me, tag me at underscore Trisha Huffman at Claim It Podcast. You can find all things me at TrishaHuffman.com and YourDoyologist.com. They're the same thing right now. Eventually, those will probably be two different websites, <laughs> but right now they're the same thing. They lead you to the same thing. My product line, 
shop.yourdualogist.com. Um, you can get my app, Daily Inspiration app called Own Your Awesome in the Apple app and the Google Play stores. Go check out my products or make great gifting for the holidays and just to have on hand for when you're like, oh, it's somebody's this, it's somebody's that. What do I get them? Oh, here you go. I already have this amazing insulated mug from your dryologist with a phrase that will empower them. Great idea if I don't say so myself. I do say so myself. Okay, so final thought is... <laughs> Ah, how about actually that? Just take a deep breath, inhale and take a loud sigh and maybe even shake it out. Ah, life. What did Jackie say? Pain and pleasure. All of it, all at once. All right. Keep on listening to some other episodes and let me know again what you think, what you're listening to, what you're enjoying.